Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, motivational speaker, women's empowerment coach, full-time psychology student, mama four, and military spouse. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and real stories from inspirational women. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, today I'm here with Carly. Carly is a proud Navy wife, Navy veteran, current college student, slash stay-at-home mom to four children ages 18, 16, 11, and 9. She is trying to finish her bachelor's degree while balancing home life with many doctors and therapy appointments in order to allow two of her four children to transition to their true genders. I love that. Um, She is a friend, or she and a friend started a local chapter of PFLAG in order to provide support, information, tools, and resources to family, friends, allies, and the LGBT community. So this I give like a preview for everybody what we're going to be talking about. So Carly, I know you because um, our husbands served together in the Navy and our daughters were friends. Well, our daughters at the time were friends. They were both daughters. I should put it that way. Um, (laughs) And so take us back to when your child came to you and said, I don't think I am, I am fully who I should be. Okay. Um, So... When we were still in Virginia, um, at the time, uh, Logan was about three years old. And I don't attribute surgeries to anything. It's just that I always add this in. So at about three years old, Logan had to go have um, his tonsils and adenoids removed and then had these huge earwax like the big rocks in his ears so had to have all of that cleaned out and as soon as all of that happened like Logan was a different person and I attribute that just to the fact that you know maybe they couldn't hear or you know um because their tonsils were always swollen um they just couldn't um speak as well as as they wanted to or as much as they wanted to because as soon as all of that came out logan began to talk like nonstop. (laughs) my husband was like please put all of those things back in because this (laughs) this one is going to send me over the edge but as soon as that happened and so yeah around three years old logan said i am not your son i'm your daughter Mm -hmm. and at that point, we said, oh, no, you're right. a boy, you know, you, you're a boy, you're our son. And he continued this um, for about a year. And then I finally just kind of gave in and I got him a dress because, you know, all he wanted to do was watch princesses and, you know, um, play with dolls. And it's really kind of funny. We went to visit my mom. And my mom actually gave him one of my old Cabbage Patch kits. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, mom, you are encouraging this, you know? And being that I knew nothing about it, we just continued to tell Logan, you know, you're a boy, but hey, you know, you like dolls and you like princesses and that's great. You know, like what you want. 
so this continued actually until uh, I want to say Logan was five. And at that point, Logan began to tell me, hey, I'm not Logan. I'm, I'm your daughter. And when you had me, uh, I was born a boy and I died and I came back as a girl. <laughs> so when your child tells you something like that, you know, this little person that has come out of you, mm-hmm. go, whoa, wait, like, this is something that has stuck around and it's not like a passing phase. Mm-hmm. So we went to um, the doctor at Portsmouth Naval. And, you know, I will say, I, I truly, truly like thank the gods above for this doctor that we, we got. Um, she was new to uh, the Portsmouth Naval Hospital. Um, and she herself is uh, gay. But she is um, teaching all of these people in the Hampton Roads area. Um, She goes to all the different children's hospitals and teaches um, about treating transgender adolescents or, you know, pediatric patients, right? So I totally lucked out, but they're always sending her out to different places. Anyway, so she said there are three three key things that you look for when your child, um, when you think that your child may be transgender. And it's, I gotta remember what they are. Uh, Persistence, insistence, and consistence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they have to be persistent on telling you, hey, I'm I'm not who you think I am, you know? And, Consistent, it's it's like an ongoing thing, and then insistent, which she of course was. So yeah. at that point, I began to listen, and Logan had already chosen a name, Megan. <laughs> it's a good name, right? <laughs> so she chose Megan as her name, and at that point, we began calling her Megan at home. She was still Logan and a boy out in public. But at home, when she got home from school, she wore dresses. Um, She, you know, played princesses and just was herself, was able to be herself at home. So then um, we moved to California. um, And at that point, because we're in California, you know, thank thank God. um, Where it's more acceptable to be who you you are and who you want to be. Correct. So at that point, we asked her, you know, do you want to go to school as, as Logan? Um, or do you want to go to school as Megan? And it's really funny because this sticks out in my head. Chris looked at her and said, um, what do you want to do? And she said, well, I can go to school as Logan, but when I'm at home, I want to be Megan. And Chris said, well, why, why do you want to be Megan? And she said, because in my head and in my heart, I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. So at that point, Chris looks at her and said, okay, well, you're going to school with Megan then. 
Uh, you know, your husband has a soft place in my heart because that man has always been so fantastic. Like he really is. Like I just, I think he's just a, a wonderful human being. Correct. Me too. And <laughs> I'm so happy that we were both able to find some pretty amazing men in the chaos of the world at this point. So. Right. Oh, yes. So he... At that point, actually that night, he called his parents and said, hey, Logan is, is Megan and she is our daughter. And at that, I'm from, gonna tear up, from, man. <laughs> from that point on, she's been Megan. Um, so Megan is now nine, um, living as a girl and so much happier, you know, yeah. um, less anxiety just a a more i don't even know what to say but she's just a happier kid right um but there's a but there yeah i was gonna say like how does this work with school <laughs> like how is society with megan like because there's a lot of layers that go into this right unfortunately so, it's an unfortunate thing correct well Thankfully, um, our family has been really supportive. Mm -hmm. um, my friends, uh, for the most part, have been very supportive. I've run into one person that I've been friends with. Actually, we were in the Navy together. Oh, man. And, um, right. And she is a nurse, and she happened to work at a pediatric endocrinology clinic. So she tried to tell me that letting my child live as who they are, are you know who they were meant to be i should say right um is not correct and that i could cause more damage by putting her on um i forgot what they're called hormone blockers Yes. Yeah. So a side note, there's actually research that says that should happen before if they know if they've come out before they are teenagers, it should happen before they're teenagers because then they don't have to go through such a painful process of transitioning. Correct. Just side note. <laughs> yes. So um, she tried to explain to me that if you put your child on the blockers, um, it can cause like a calcium deficiency and and all these other crap, bullshit, side, bullshit. Of, side effects. Yeah. yeah. And I said, I said, well, okay. So if you had a child that came to you and said, this is who they are. And, you know, this is who they, they have to be, you know, in order to, to thrive in this world. Right what would you do? And she said, Oh, I would still make them go through puberty because you know, they might change their mind. And I was like, blown away that this person who has such an education could sit there and just basically throw facts that she's read, you know, at me, when honestly, she hasn't experienced what, what, you know, we as a family have experienced. Right. So I tried to explain to her that, you know, you have to listen to your child and mm -hmm. that's hard, right? If you don't have children, you 
you cannot honestly get it if it's if your child comes to you and tells you that right and you know they don't start hormone blockers until they are prepubescent so you know the doctor asked me when i started my period and i said 12 so she said okay you know we need to start keeping an eye on megan say when she's 11 you know 10 11 years old right so i said okay and um so that part was a little crazy for me but other than that the family has been supportive family friends um school wise as of right now in california she goes to school as megan she's labeled as a female um it has not been an issue this that is so awesome okay i'm just celebrating over here like because you hear, oh, especially in Southern states, people being in uproar, like about transgender people using right. what they in the wrong bathroom. And I'm like, listen up. It's white, like males that are raping people, okay? Like, not transgender people. Like, we're talking about cisgender white males here. Maybe right. other colored males, but it's males going on. I mean, there's very small percentage of women that do. But we, it's the majority. You should be more worried about your uncle than the transgender person using the bathroom. That's right. where I'm going. I'll step off my soapbox now. <laughs> go, go ahead with the story. <laughs> um, um, school is good. Um, what else did you ask me? I don't remember. Oh, just family, society, school. And obviously, I mean, you said in California, people are way more accepting than right. they are in other states that are maybe more like, boondocks close-minded West Virginia that they strum banjos. Sorry for anybody who lives in West Virginia. But <laughs> My family is from West Virginia. Yeah, though. see, there you go. No, I'm just kidding. But no, what I think of, like, so I'm from, like, the boondocks of upstate New York. Like, you won't mm -hmm. find as much inclusion up there because people are very close-minded. They lived up there the whole time. It is a echo chamber of homophobia and racism and, you right. know, transphobia that's that's just like the majority of people up there so they're right. less accepting of that than california where everybody's like just be here and love yourselves <laughs> yeah but no worries no worries, no worries. <laughs> i get that so much i'm like wait what why i i am worried but okay thanks no right so but share with us how your other child came out as well. Okay, so we got to California and um, at that time, Kaylee was Kaylee and we were dealing, he's actually looking at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and things were okay, but I had begun to get involved with um, a group here called Trans Family Support Services because at that point, you know, we were still new to the being a trans family. Right. So, so we were just trying to navigate, you know, what we needed to do for Megan. So they have meetings, but they also man, they love to protest. Let me tell you. So, yeah. I mean, especially with the new like partial military ban going on. I bet they really love to protest. Like I do too. I'm like, listen up, you <laughs> close-minded sons of bitches. How about we leave it up to the service members who actually have like served alongside a trans 
individuals before you start making these rules, right? Like, come on. Right. So anyways, I'll get, I'll get real ranty over here about because some of this shit, because I'm just like, y'all like, you're just, ah, anyway. Go ahead. Well, I, I will tell you to watch something, then I'll add this in. Okay. So the, um, there was a subcommittee that met with um, five transgender military members and a, a doctor that is trying to help the military figure out, you know, this this whole trans military ban and, and right. trying to help them help the military navigate um, the the next steps of possibly getting rid of this ban and and uh, so it's I'll have to look it up but you should be able to find it online so they actually had a subcommittee hearing uh, recently actually okay. when the Cohen hearings were going on <laughs> and, that's yep. a whole nother well, ball of wax there. Watching, <laughs> well, instead of watching him, I watched this. And let me just tell you, the 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 committee met with the the service members and then met with you know their specialists that yeah. are for the you know or that are encouraging the trans military ban. And let me tell you, the the representative, their whole demeanor. Com- completely changed from talking to the service members to talking with the other people and it was just amazing um I laughed (laughs) I got a little you know emotional when when the service members were speaking but yeah I'm so glad I stayed tuned for the second part because I was able to laugh you know and just see how their demeanor changed and how you know they're so supportive of the trans military members it's just amazing I loved it okay so back to back to Kaylee um we started getting involved with the trans family support services and Kaylee kind of started like was happy when we were at events and things like that and then when we would come home would would kind of just shut shut herself off and and I knew something was going on, you know, and, and we've struggled with like anxiety and depression um, mm-hmm. since Kaylee was about 13. And, you know, that's right around the time that they go through puberty, mm-hmm. puberty and the early teenage years, they all just suck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Carmel's 15, almost 16. She'll be 16 next month. Holy shit. Like it is like, crazy pants up in here like Um, it's like they become a demon or something I don't even know but I'm just like where the hell did you come from and can you please bring my child back like right after all the craziness right so so anyways I I just I noticed a change and we began therapy for Megan and I had the whole family go um and we met with this amazing um, she's a therapist, yeah, uh, and she she specializes in uh, caring for um, trans adolescents or right. you know just trans younger kids. And I had the whole family go, and and 
sit there and talk and, you know, tell Megan that everyone accepted her for who she was and, and they would love her and support her. Well, not two weeks after that, I'm calling her again because I'm like, you know, Kaylee's really struggling and I don't know what to do. Well, Kaylee basically came out to Darlene. Oh. And yeah. Yeah. And and it was really funny because Darlene looks at her and goes, I figured I would see you again. And I was like, well, holy shit. Why didn't someone clue me in, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting here freaking clueless, not knowing what's going on. Well, so Kaylee says, you know, I'm, I'm a boy. Mm -hmm. And, and I said, okay. And then, but I do start looking back at things like cues that I missed. Right. You know, in, in seventh grade, Kaylee asked for a binder and I was like, oh, what color binder do you need? You know, I'm right. thinking school binder because I had no clue. Oh, um, boobs, <laughs> a boob binder. I get it now. Okay. Yes. I was thinking binder for school too. And I'm like, is this going to be like a blue binder? And we're like, oh, it's not like a girly quotation marks around that color. You know, I had to teach my kids. There's no boy or girl colors because that's what they're taught in school. And I'm like, no, they're just colors. And Audrina's like, then black <laughs> is my favorite color. I'm like, cool shade, but we'll go with that. You can have black. It's fine. <laughs> so breast binder. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. And, you know, I had no clue what that was. So, you know, being the ignorant parent at that point in my, you know, in my life. But you don't know what you don't know. Right. And, but you learn, you yeah. do learn. So I, you know, and there were other things and actually Kaylee came out and, and let Chris and I choose his name. So Kaylee is now Kieran. I like that name too. Such a good name. Well, right. And so we um, were able to transition him at school some of his friends had, you know, uh, trouble with misgendering, um, right. but they've definitely worked on it. And he's just, he's much happier. Like, you know, right now he's sitting on the couch by me and that is just, just makes me happy because he's just, he's a good kid and I just want him to be happy. Right. So, um, and family took it a little harder with Kieran, um, just for the simple fact, I think that Kieran had been Kaylee for so long. Right. We had a good, um, tough transition with my cousin, uh, Caleb, um, because he came out, I want to say late teens, early twenties. So it was like, you know, almost 20 years of calling him Kayla so it took, especially for my grandmother and grandfather who struggled with the idea of it, period, at the beginning, it was, it was a transition. But now all of us either call him Caleb or Kay. Um, we, I mean, now the pronouns come very easily. Like, it's really, it, it would be harder if somebody tried to revert me back to the old pronouns. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, I'm really hoping that the school and everything in the, in the, kids will finally just get it I mean that's right. that's all we can really hope for but you know he has some some good friends and he's 
much happier in life and that makes me a happy parent so and you know what's really funny though as i have to mention this the one that struggled the most with pronouns was megan megan <laughs> of all of my kids. and i think it has to do with the fact that megan lost her sister yeah yeah so i you know it's it's heartbreaking but at the same time it's empowering for my child to be able to be who they are for my children to be who they are. Right. So, um, but the school's been really good for Kieran. The school's been really good for Megan. Um, Kieran is actually um, on testosterone. Mm -hmm. um, and he is on a, on an adult dose. Mm-hmm. Um, been on it for what? how long have you been on it? And his voice has changed since the last time I saw him. <laughs> yeah. Right. And do you, yeah. it does, it works relatively quickly. Right. I mean, I feel like, so he's been on testosterone for almost a year and let me tell you, the changes have been noticeable. Yes. Um, the voice dropped within, you know, <laughs> like the first three months. And I was like, holy shit, who is this? <laughs> um, then the facial hair go grows pretty quickly as well. A little bit of, a little bit more facial hair. I'll yeah. tell you what, he's a hairy beast everywhere else though. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, but you definitely got that from your father. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but just a happier kid, and you know, that's all I can ask for. And I sometimes I hear people say, you know, I'd rather have a happy son than a dead daughter. And, and you know, I hate to think of it that way, but it's it, true. It's, kind of, it's true, you mm -hmm. know, because the depression runs rampant in in kids that aren't able to be their their true selves or aren't supported whether, in being their true selves be, right whether it be trans or gay um <clears throat> it's just it's a little disheartening to me that right. um parents aren't able to support their their children mm -hmm. you know right well so Kieran did more of a traditional transgender transition from female to male so what I hear most commonly is a story of a girl that comes out as gay okay this is how it starts I'm going to give you the rundown here. So then you yes. can be like, oh. I want to know. I out. definitely want to know signs and, um, you know, that sort of thing. So anybody listening, they might be like, oh, all right. This makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right. right. So, so um, and we said, okay, you're, you're gay. That's fine. Great. You know, we love you. You know, be happy. Right. So then 
um, started dressing a little bit more like androgynously. Um, and, you know, we said, okay. And then Kieran said, well, I like girls, but I'm non-binary. We said, okay, what does that mean? Right. right. But at that point, <laughs> at that point, we had already met with, um, so the doctor told us that non-binary basically is someone that is not male or female. They just are who they are. Mm -hmm. So um, they don't identify as male. They don't identify as female. Somewhere in between. So we said, okay, so you're non-binary and you like girls. And um, we said, fine. And then that's basically around the time we moved here. And at that point, you know, it took another year for him to finally come out of here. Um, but that is the most traditional um, way I have heard of a lot of people uh, coming out, um, male to female, or female to male, I apologize especially um they they go through a transition themselves you know right. trying to find where they fit in um but once they do you know it it makes life a whole lot easier <laughs> um Kieran has actually met with uh plastic surgery at the hospital here so Kieran is going to have top surgery, um, and I really think that that will be helpful for him because um, having larger breasts and identifying as male has really been a struggle. With transgender individuals, a lot of times they will suffer from gender dysphoria. And when that occurs, they're just very unhappy being in, in the body that they're in, right. right? So any way that we can lessen that dysphoria to make our kids feel more comfortable in their own skin um, is definitely helpful. Right. Because um the transgender community suffers a lot from depression and the rates of suicide are extremely high mm -hmm. because they're just unhappy because they're not in the body they were meant to be in um so that kind of hits me because you know i i i want my kids to be around for a long time Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't going to get emotional, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> with Kieran being able to have top surgery, it will lessen his gender dysphoria, but it's not going to make it go away. Right. Um, it will help with his self-esteem you know, being able to not have to wear um, a breast binder 
so that's like a huge plus you know um because that's been a struggle right um and there are times where he'll kind of just get in a real slump and be sad and say um I'll say hey you know did you do your tea shot this week and he'll go no and I said well what the hell you know right and he'll say well when I give myself a shot it brings up the fact that I'm not a just a boy you know like I have to take testosterone shots and that's part of the gender dysphoria right and I Mm -hmm. looked at him and I said well you know someone with diabetes they have to give themselves a shot you know to live I said this is what you have to do to live you know so and at that point he he understood what I meant and Mm -hmm. he understood that you know in order for him to be a happier thriving you know individual he needs to take his shots right those will help so um we struggled for a little bit and and we got through that so at this point we are actually losing weight in order to get top surgery so we're hoping within the next year that will happen and I really think that once that happens he's going to be a completely different person right so, I mean, not completely, right? Because right. he's super awesome he's still, now. He will still I, be himself. He will just look different physically. Right. 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 And and I think that he'll just feel better. You know, he'll yeah. have more self-esteem. And I think that's huge. That's huge for anyone. So I think that'll be very helpful. Yeah, they do say that, um, you know, transition starts with the hormones or in the case of Megan, hormone blockers, and then the surgeries themselves can help transition them to the body that they believe they should be in. Like that's their body, but they're just not in it, right? Somebody else got their body. (laughs) Maybe Megan and Karen switched bodies and this is how we ended Um. That has made my life easier. I, right. I told Kieran, I told Kieran that I was like, "Can we just like switch your brains?" And Kieran said, "I don't want to go through middle school again." <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think that Megan will have an easier time transitioning since she started earlier? So there won't be as much. No, you don't think so? No, yeah. I really don't. So with Megan, I feel like the transition is going to be much more smooth just for the simple fact that she hasn't gone through puberty. Right. And I will honestly tell you that being in California has been a huge help. However, we haven't told anyone here that Megan is a boy. Oh, right. Um, Well, I've told very few people. Let's say that. So I do go to church and my church is freaking awesome. And I'm going to give a shout out to the Episcopal church because they are amazing and they are accepting and they are loving and that's what they teach, you know, um, open arms, open hearts, open doors. That's what they do. So, um, and I know not everyone, you know, goes to church or, you know, believes in God and that's fine, but I will say, and a lot of people there are actually just more spiritual. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, that's that's what I claim. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And, and that's why I love that church. It's just a group of people that get together and, you know, every Sunday we have, um, kind of a brunch after service. Um, and they're just amazing. They're freaking amazing. So we've got the most accepting, um, church and, uh, I will add that Renee, I was just going to say Renee, she just had gender reassignment surgery. Yay. So Renee was a past podcast guest and I will link her episode up in the show notes, but Renee shared her transgender journey. and was talking about getting the surgery when she was on. So I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, and everything just kind of fell into place for her. So that's what was so awesome about it because for a while she did struggle and she couldn't really figure out, you know, if she wanted the surgery or she just wanted to be happy with who she was. And a lot of um, individuals do struggle with that where, you know, maybe they don't want to have bottom surgery and fine, you know, let them live as they want to live. Um, and just be okay with it, you know, and, um, one of Chris's biggest things is, uh, labels, like he Mm -hmm. he hates labels, you know, and he's like, why can't we just all be people, Yeah, you know, let people live their lives and be happy as long as they're not hurting anyone. Or hurting themselves. I mean, I don't want people hurting themselves, but hurting the, the other people, hurting themselves, hurting animals. Yes. No. Yes. So like, as long as, if, if, as long as you're not, I don't care. Like let people live their lives. And, and, and some Christians will come back and be like, well, I think they're sinners. And I'll say, you know what? They're the ones that's going to have to deal with that when they die. Right? Like not you just let it be. If you truly feel that way, just keep it to yourself. Like you don't have to deal with it. Like it's their lives. That's where I, I don't get it. Why people stick their nose in other people's businesses like that. Because like, just if that makes them happy, like, and that makes them feel themselves, like just freaking let it be. Um, so Carly, can you share with us some other, um, signs that people might want to look out for if they believe maybe their child is transgender? Um, there's a whole list of things, <laughs> but I can't think of any off the top of my head. So you definitely said the consistency, um, all those things that you mentioned earlier in the podcast, definitely. So if your child is consistently telling you that they think that they're the, the other gender, that is something to pay attention to, or maybe uh, what they choose. Because mind you, society has inundating us with like, this is boy stuff and this is girl stuff. And I think it's completely ridiculous because if my son wants to wear a tutu, that's fine. It doesn't make him transgender. But I think if it really boils down to like how they're feeling, if they don't feel like they're fit in their bodies, right? Like this is not my body. I should not have a vagina. No, I mean, I think I should have a vagina because I I think I identify as a woman. But say I was transgender, I would feel like I'm not supposed to have a vagina. Like, and I'm, you know, not supposed to have these feminine things pushed on me. Like, I don't feel like that. Um, so I think that's, that's definitely something to pay attention to. And some kids, it might be noticeable early on, but some like Kieran may kind of like the, the signs are there, but they're not like so overt that you're like, Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So how can we, 
described it. <laughs> right. So how can we support our transgender children? So supporting our trans children, we just need to be open-minded and keep our hearts open and let them express who they are, you know, because a lot of kids might say, hey, I'm non-binary, right. where they just want to be who they are. And it's kind of like what you said, right? If your kid wants to wear a tutu, let them wear a freaking tutu. Are they right. hurting anyone? Are they hurting any animals? No, let them be who they are. Um, but supporting them, you just have to let them be. Um, you shouldn't push the societal norm onto your kids at this yeah. point in time, especially, um, from what I've learned, you just have to be able to love and accept them. And just, if they have any questions, you know, try to help them find the answers. Um, you know, and if they start out young, like Megan, you, you listen, you mm -hmm. really listen and you pay attention to, you know, is this, is this a constant, you know, is this happening every day, all day? And if it is, you need to go, Hey, I probably need to look into this. Right. Um, and other ways that you can support them. Um, if they're not your children, you know, just if, if a, a parent, you know, needs to talk or, you know, you have a friend that has a child that may be trans, you know, be there for them, be open-minded and be able to say, Hey, you know, have you looked at this or, um, you know, find a support group. That's really what we did was, you know, we found the support group out here here and I actually found them before we even moved out here that was one of the first things I did because I said you know when we get there this is happening for Megan right and that was so it was so helpful um I was able to navigate you know like the the school um there's a house bill that went through in California like the year before Megan uh transitioned and you know, I had that in hand when I went and <laughs> when I went and signed her up. Like, before. listen up, people. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and for Kieran's school, because Kieran had already gone to school for a year as Kaylee, um, I get this email when he transitions. Um, I get this email that says, oh, we can't do that. <laughs> the fuck you can't. Like, <laughs> so I actually called the executive director of the trans family support services. I have her on speed dial, by the way. <laughs> and I said, Hey, this is happening. I don't know what to do. So I was not very happy. And so I went to the district office and I spoke with someone there, uh, for there. She's like the director of pupil services. Hmm. And, uh, and she's from San Francisco and she's like, well, that's not right. And so <laughs> like she immediately took care of it and basically called the principal over there at the school. <laughs> so I get this apology email. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Yes. And I was like, 
I was like, yeah, you don't, you don't mess with the mama bears. Like you just, like you don't do that. So uh, that was nipped in the bud quite quickly. Yes. Well, Carly, we have come to the end of our time today, but I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your wonderful children. And hopefully your story will help some other parents out there that may be experiencing the same thing or think they might be like, cause you never know. I mean, one of my kids could come to me later on and be like, I'm trans. I'd be like, okay, let's do this. Like, I mean, to me, it would be like a no brainer to get them the services they need, the support they need, make sure, like you said, having a trans specific therapist that can help them work through these things. Because I mean, it is not easy feeling like you're not the person that you were born as like, this is not your body. Like I can't imagine. Cause I mean, as a cisgender woman, I have no idea what it's like, but I know what it's like. Um, it's, it's different, but I know what it's like to have bipolar disorder and go misdiagnosed as long as I did and felt like my brain didn't match up with who I was and who, how, who I wanted to be. So even though it's a different thing, I taking that, I can kind of relate to feeling like you're not who you are. And so having these services for these children and making sure they're supported. So the articles I've read have always said um, the depression, anxiety, and rates of suicide go down when uh, transgender individuals are supported. They get the right services um, and they are able to connect with other people who understand what they are going through. And they're not being shamed or um, being discriminated against because of who they are. And so that's one of the things I read on some of the articles talking about the partial transge- or transgender military ban going on is these individuals who are serving the military, as long as they were supported and were not discriminated against, there was no issue, right? There was no issue. And so I really think that that's something we all need to keep in mind. So. I love you, Carly. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.